today, my dear faithful, is the eighth Sunday after Pentecost. And the epistle is taken from St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans, chapter 8. Brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you shall die. But if by the Spirit you mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. For whosoever are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again in fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption of sons, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. For the Spirit himself giveth testimony to our spirit that we are the sons of God. And if sons, heirs also, heirs indeed of God, and joint heirs with Christ. And the Holy Gospel. Taken from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 16. At that time, Jesus spoke to his disciples this parable. There was a certain rich man who had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said to him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for now thou canst be steward no longer. And the steward said within himself, What shall I do, because my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship? To dig I am not able, to beg I am ashamed. I know what I will do, that when I shall be removed from the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. Therefore, calling together every one of his Lord's debtors, he said to the first, How much dost thou owe my Lord? But he said, A hundred barrels of oil. And he said to him, Take thy bill, and sit down quickly, and write fifty. Then he said to another, And how much, how much dost thou owe? who said, A hundred quarters of wheat. He said to him, Take thy bill and write eighty. And the Lord commended the unjust steward, for as much as he had done wisely. For the children of this world are wiser in their generation than the children of light. And I say to you, Make unto you friends of the mammon of iniquity, that when you shall fail, they may receive you into everlasting dwellings. Thus far the words of today's holy gospel. If you live according to the flesh, you shall die. But if by the Spirit you mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. Words taken from the epistle of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In World War II, my dear faithful, the most highly trained division in the United States Army was the paratroopers. The paratroopers at that time were the elite, but there was an elite among the elite. This was one particular company of soldiers called Easy Company of the 506th Regiment of the 101st Airborne. Easy was the name of their company, but the training they received was anything but that. In fact, the soldiers of Easy Company had what is considered the hardest training any man had received up to that time, and it began right from the first day. On the first day, one of the men pointed to a nearby steep mountain and said, I bet you for the last day of training, 
They are going to make us run up that mountain fully geared. Just a few hours later that same day, that soldier and all the rest of the 5,500 volunteers of Easy Company ran up that mountain fully geared. That was the first time they did that run, and they would do it at least three times every week for the next six months. And that was just one part of their physical training. Their company commander, Lieutenant Sobel, wanted his men to be the best, and so he made sure they would be by constantly pushing them to and beyond their limits. Out of the 5,500 original soldiers, only just under 2,000 remained for graduation and were ready to move on to further training. Their head of their regiment was justly proud of his men, and he wanted to prove his men's excellence. When he heard that the Japanese had made a 100-mile run in just three days, he immediately said to himself, My men can do better than that. To prove his point, he had Easy Company run to the next camp. For three days, Easy Company ran, fully loaded with at least 50 pounds of gears and supplies, the full distance of 120 miles. Out of 72 hours, the soldiers spent 33 and a half hours running. That means they spend just under 12 hours every day pushing themselves to the limit. And that brutal trek was just one of the more memorable moments of their year-long brutal training. But that same training prepared Easy Company for World War II and made it one of the best and most successful military companies in the history of the world. Their first day of battle was D-Day itself. D-Day was short for Doomsday, and it was the day the Allies in World War II made a gigantic assault on the coast of Normandy, which was firmly held by the Germans. Easy Company parachuted into the midst of the German defenses on the coast of Normandy, and despite the incredible setbacks and the strong German defense, these men quickly conquered and captured the German positions in their area. From that brilliant beginning, they marched from victory to victory throughout the rest of World War II. These men, my dear faithful, in a worldly sense, followed the advice of today's epistle. For in today's epistle, St. Paul says, If you live according to the flesh, you shall die. But if by the Spirit you mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. These soldiers did not live according to the dictates of the flesh. That is, they were forced to ignore their feelings. Military training teaches a man to conquer himself in order to achieve a goal. Soldiers learn to push past the desire to give up, the feeling that says it doesn't matter, 
Just let it go. Don't work so hard. And the reason they did this, and their superiors put them to it, was that they knew the harder they worked to conquer themselves, the better they would fight, survive, and conquer the enemy. The men of Easy Company received the hardest training of any American unit up to that time. They trained, they worked, they mortified themselves. And because of that, these men were so often victorious in the bloodiest war in history. We too, my dear faithful, are in a similar situation. For we are soldiers fighting for our lives, the lives of our very souls. And we live in a world at war, a world at war with God. One of our greatest enemies lives right with us all the time, the enemy of the flesh. These are the passions our feelings, our body experiences. Of themselves, our emotions are neither good nor bad. It depends on how they are used. It is good for a mother to feel love for her child. It is good to fear an oncoming car. Our passions, as theologians call our feelings, are given to us by God to be used to help us to do good. However, since original sin, our passions have been put into disorder. There are times when we have feelings of desire for what is evil, and other times, fear and sorrow at what is good. That is why in today's epistle, St. Paul says, If you live according to the flesh, you shall die. If we allow our passions to control us, we shall quickly fall into sin and even death itself, that is, mortal sin. On the other hand, if we live by the Spirit, that is, live according to the grace of God and reason, we shall live. But this means we must conquer our passions, and thus we must mortify ourselves. Giving things up for God must be a part of our lives if we are to live a Catholic life. As Catholics, we cannot live as the world lives. We are Catholics living in an anti-Catholic world, Entertainment, the media, even the laws, the very mindset of the common man, while it does have some good, so often has, e- has evil as well. In many cases, we can't take part in even the most common of today's entertainments because of their sinful nature. For the most part, we can't watch the movies and television that are popular today, but 
that may not be what your emotions tell you. Feelings of curiosity to see what it is about, or of humiliation that we can't join in, or even of anger that we are forbidden. These passions may rise, and in their own way will demand we follow the way of the world. But if we are to strive, if we are to keep the life of grace in our souls, like the soldiers of easy company, we must deny ourselves. This is a warfare, a battle for our souls. And like soldiers, we need to train, to work, to mortify ourselves. Mortification is not a naturally likable thing. Just as it was certainly not likable for the soldiers of Easy Company to run 120 miles in just three days. But this spirit of self-denial is absolutely essential, both for a soldier in the military and a soldier of Christ. The men of Easy Company received the hardest training And exactly that helped make some of them the greatest soldiers. And you too, my dear faithful, the more you discipline yourself for the love of God, the easier it will be to save your soul. And so I encourage you, my dear faithful, to practice some mortification every day. Maybe at table, eat more of something you do not like or less of something that you do like. Or you can conquer your pride by yielding to someone else in something that is unimportant, such as an opinion. Don't let yourself be stubborn in holding to your own, in proving yourself to be right or others wrong. Or you can do something another person's way. And you can fight against that pride that demands that everything be done in my way, because I know best. To help you in your choice of mortification, choose the virtue you especially need. Work on the passions that are especially strong in you, that tempt you the most and lead you into sin. As St. Paul says, live by the spirit of God's grace, my dear faithful, and mortify the deeds of the flesh that you may live. Deny yourself for the love of God. Live your Catholic faith. Live as a soldier of Christ, ready to sacrifice everything to to save your soul and serve your God. The more you take up this practice, the easier it will be. Fight now for your salvation, my dear faithful, and you will, please God, achieve the everlasting glory of heaven. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.